Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring the world-famous Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. Hey, everyone. I'm Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching humans and animals how to understand each other better. Log on to thepetpsychic.com for anything and everything to do with animal communication, as well as other services and tips. Provided by Laura the Pet Psychic, you're listening to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Chat room is open. I am already chatting in there with my friends. I'm your producer and co-host, Aiku Suhara. Thank goodness we have Kendra and Diana on the phones. Um, how are you doing, Laura? I'm doing good. Yeah. So, um, one of my beloved friends passed away the other day, last Who's week. Who's that? <laughs> Mr. Squirrely. Mr. Squirrely. Yeah. So, Mr. Squirrely, like, when I first moved into this house, Mr. Squirrely was um, was here. And he, as soon as I put the bird feeder up, he started to come to the bird feeder. And so I've lived in this house for 12 years. And he's been so amazing because he will, like, if the bird's feeder goes empty, he'll, like, chatter at my window. And um, I've included him in, like, articles and in my column because he's just been such an integral part of my family. Like, when it's hot out, he would ask me to spray him with a hose and he would ask for corn on the cob. And I have this really funny story about him. He, um, one day... Uh, he said to me, you know, uh, I said, why do you always go, why do you always come alone, Mr. Squirrely? You know, you're always here by yourself. And he says, well, I have a wife or a girlfriend, but she's on the other side of the street and and um, she's too scared to cross the power lines and um, I don't want her crossing the road. And I was like, well, you know, you could always, you could always bring her, you know, so, so, um, one day, like two days later from that, he came with Mr. Squirrely, and he like mm-hmm. introduced me to Miss, Mrs. Squirrely and stuff. Oh my god, it was like the sweetest thing I know. <gasps> I know. And so then, so like the next day after he brought her, there was a squirrel at the bird here, and I couldn't tell if it was Mrs. Squirrely or Mr. Squirrely, you know, because I was, you know, only used to having Mr. Squirrely there. So I was like. Mr. Squirrely, is it you? Like, I can't tell if it's you. And so then he was like, it's me, it's me. And then he turned around and he, like, shook his male parts at me. <laughs> to, like, show me that it was, like, him. So then, like, Mr. Squirrely, Mrs. Squirrely would come and I saw, like, lots of, um, I saw lots of their babies, you know, over the years. He would bring them to the feeder. And, and so, um, so one, like a couple of weeks went by and I let the seed run out. Like I was really busy and I'd been traveling and I just wasn't filling the bird, the, the seed. And I come home and there's a squirrel dead in the middle of the road. And I'm like, oh my God, like is it Mr. Squirrely? I was like freaking out, you know. And it ended up being Mrs. Squirrely in the middle of the road. Well, Mr. Squirrely was so mad at me. Because he said that because I had stopped putting bird seed in the feeder, Mrs. Squirrely had to look other places for food, which made her have to cross the road. So he was upset with me for weeks. He would, like, see me and he would, like, angrily chat at me. And I would, like, put bird seed in the feeder and he wouldn't come. He would just, like, really just yell at me and, like, chatter at me. But we ended up getting over it. And he ended up ha- and I ba- we buried her. Well, I didn't bury her. I put her behind these bushes, and he had like followed me while I put her behind these flowered bushes and stuff. It was the saddest thing when she died. Mm-hmm. But anyway, eventually he got over, and he had more girlfriends, and he would bring them to the feeder and stuff. And you know, this is like twelve years that we've yeah. been together. 
So um, I always said, like, Mr. Squirrely, if you ever have something wrong with you or if you're ever going to die, like, I really, I want you to die on my property. Like, I want you to be with me when you die, you know? Yeah. And um, so we had this really, last week or the week before, we had these really windy, windy days. And I found him. He had fallen from, during the windy day, he had fallen from the, the telephone wires right outside my bedroom window. Oh my gosh. I know. And he told me that he died before he hit the ground. He died in a soft wind. Mm. But it was the saddest thing. And I did the weirdest thing. Like I left him there. Like I felt so odd doing it, but I was like, I just felt like I needed to leave him there. And I let the crows get to him. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel guilty about it, but I kind of feel like that's what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And then after the crows got to him, I buried him in my backyard. And now he's buried under the palm tree in my backyard where one of his sons live. Oh. Yeah, so the day after the burial, I go outside and there's another squirrel that I hadn't never seen before on the at the bird feeder. And I said, you know, what are you? I was like, hi. And he's like, my dad told me about you. And I said, oh, he did? And he's kind of like this sassy kind of young squirrel. And he's mm-hmm. like, my dad told me about you, and he says that I can trust the woman that talks to animals. And now it's my time to be here at the bird bird feeder. He says I can come here now. And I was like, oh. And I was like, are you a male or <laughs> or a female? <laughs> and he turned and shook his male parts at me just like Mr. Squirrely did. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm just like listening to this story thinking I wish I could do that as well as you. <laughs> do you talk know what I mean? You. Like talk to yeah, talk to the animals. Like you're it's just so amazing that you can have these relationships with squirrels. I know, you it's know it's so like, cool. I wrote an article about Mr. Squirrely this morning. It's going to go up in, a, in like a week after the editor looks at it. And she, and um, I like, I was writing about it and I was like, you know what? Like I kind of take it for granted. It's been my life forever. I Sometimes I take it for granted. I'm like, it just feels normal and routine. You know, I can hear animals. It's like normal, you know? Yeah. And Mr. Squirrely was telling me that in heaven he – met Maya, my wolf dog, and he went up to her and he buried his nose. He, mm-hmm. like, slept on her back and buried his head in her fur, and they fell asleep together in heaven, and they fell asleep in the memory of Maya being in the house on the bed by the window sleeping and him being mm-hmm. on the tree outside the window sleeping. Mm-hmm. And then he also said that he met my cat Joey in heaven and that Joey became a squirrel in heaven and they ran up and down the the tree in my front yard together. And I thought that exact thing that you said. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I can talk to animals. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wish I could, like, I see squirrels. I used to you know, work um, in an office where squirrels came to my window every day. Oh. It was actually on the Disney, Burbank Disney lot. And uh, I always wished I could talk to them. And I started naming all of them and like, oh, did? yeah, well, trying to figure out their markings to distinguish them. And they're just so cool. But <laughs> I think that you can hear them. I think you can hear them. I don't know. You know me and my skepticism. <laughs> Sometimes I get skeptic too until people are like, oh, wow, you hit that dead on. I'm like, wow, this is like real. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Well, let's get to some calls and um, I just want to, you know, say uh, maybe we could talk to Mr. Squirrely a little bit later. Oh, I would love that. Is it enough time for us to talk to him? You know what I mean? Like enough time well, has passed because I know it's been he said a couple weeks. Yeah, I like oh, okay. to wait three days. It's been, I would say, like a week and a half, really. But, oh, okay. Yeah, like, yeah, we could talk to Mr. Squirrely. I would love that. And for all of you, he is posted on my Facebook page, oh, cool. which is Pet Psychic, uh, Facebook, Pet 
Pet Psychic Radio. Awesome. And maybe he could do words of wisdom. We'll ask uh, if anyone oh. else minds. That would be really cool. Yeah, let's do Mr. Squirrely for words of wisdom. Great idea, I. <laughs> okay, our first caller is Kim with her horse, Court, who's actually posted on the Facebook page as well. Uh, it's an Oldenburg warm blood gelding. I have no idea what that means, so hopefully I said that correctly. And he was laid up from the horse circuit because of an injury. She adopted him around five days ago and wants to know how he's physically and emotionally with his new home. So let's find He's real new. How neat is that? I know. Hi, Kim. Hi, how are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, we're good. So you adopted Court just five days ago? I did. And... um, his brief story is he is from Germany and he was brought here um, by a by a family and they rode him pretty hard and he got an injury and he um, they weren't really up for doing the rehab for him so they opted to you know kind of adopt him out and go get a new horse so he is at my house now and basically I just want to know. Um, you know, I have vet reports about that he can be rehabilitated and whatnot, but he's pretty much here to be my kid's horse, and I want to know kind of how he, you know, if it's possible to know how he's feeling about that, how he's feeling about being here. I don't want to push him too hard. He's never going to have a hard job here. It's very simple, and it's partially retired pretty much, and I just want to know if you guys can tell me anything about him. Yeah, okay. Let me get him. Hold on. <laughs> I love my new place. They pet me really soft. And I feel groomed. Have you been grooming him? Yes, he gets groomed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would think if he was a show horse, he's been groomed. Like, he was, like, accustomed to that. But it makes me think that he had a period of time where they stopped grooming him. <laughs> okay. I want to be their friend. And I want to be ridden. But I have a bad pain down my back. My back all the way down my left leg. It's really sore. It's his, his left hind. Which was the which was the injury? It's the front left. Oh. I wonder if he's been overcompensating on his left hind now, and so now maybe his left hind hurts him. I think I need some work on it. I'm worried about weight being put on me. One day I would really like to jump, but I'm having a hard time right now. So what do you think about that? Are you asking me that or is he asking that? Yeah, yeah, I'm asking you. Okay. Um, he actually, um, the the way that they found out he wasn't great was because he did stop. He started refusing fences. Mm. So, and that's, that's fine with me. My kids are really young, and they don't have to, you know, start that. And he certainly doesn't have to be the horse that does that job for him and or for them. And, you know, I'm... I'm open to getting him the help that he needs as far as physically goes and maybe chiropractically and even surgically wise. I'm I'm open to that. I'm just I'm skeptical about what all the doctors say and if they're overselling something and you know, I'm also patient. He can have as much time off as he needs. There's no rush. He's never gonna be expected to perform at a certain level for us. So I just don't want to rush into anything that's a surgery or something like that aggressive if it's all just well, he, time that he needs. He sounds like he needs an adjustment, a chiropractic adjustment, because he sounds like all the way down his spine. It almost sounds like a sciatica or something that's going down his left hind leg in the back. Okay. 
Um, okay. But he, wa- he wants to be ridden, but right now weight on top of him really hurts. But, you know, I've seen I've seen tons of horses that have been told they will never be ridden again, like be able to jump with little kids on them, you know. So, okay. I mean, he, he might be able to do that. And he says he wants to jump again. So, and the good thing to me is he's not complaining about that left front. He's not really complaining about that at all. He's more complaining about the the rear. So okay. I I can make a bet his atlas is out, which is at the base okay. of his the base of his skull. But like that should have been like one of the first things that his old people would have done is to get a chiropractor. I almost think that's a no brainer. Right. Um, right. Oh, he wants to tell you something else. I'm not scared of the future. I'm glad I'm not going to be horse meat. I mean, I'm glad I didn't go to slaughter. Was that something they were thinking about? You know, I don't know. I I got him through, like, a third party. Mm. And so I know that... Um, I know that it's pretty much when you give up your horse, it's up to whoever insured that animal what they want to do with them. So I don't, I don't know if that was ever an option or not. Yeah. Uh, well, you'll have to call us back after he gets adjusted, and we can talk to him again about how he's feeling. Okay. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad uh I'm glad he didn't become horse meat either. Me too. And I'm glad he likes the kids grooming him. I think that's so sweet. Mhm. He's only ten, so he'd be a good little horse for someone, I'll bet. How long do horses live? Gosh, they can live in their twenties. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty Not old. Even in their thirties. So I had a pony named Lovebug when I was a kid and she lived to be in her fifties. And she what? was, I, I tried to get her in the Guinness Book of World Records because I think she was the oldest pony. And <sighs> she won at Madison Square Garden in New York because the last year they had ponies there. She was like this champion. But when I got her, she was like much older and she used to buck me off and jump over me. And <laughs> <laughs> she was like a little terror. She used to go ahead back to the barn without me on her. Everyone would That's... be like, uh-oh, now we got to go find Laura. <laughs> <laughs> wow. she sound... I can't believe she lived to be so old. That's really amazing. How cool I is know, that? Isn't that the coolest thing? And yeah. I was in college, and the people who had – well, I'll love a whole other story. I won't, sorry, get into love story. <laughs> maybe another day. <laughs> Okay, maybe another day. Let's go to Deb, who has a lover boy, a tabby with a lot of black and gray, is uh, three to four years old. He got into a fight and has um, uh, has abscesses, and he, we're wondering um, how he's doing. So, lover boy, Deb, how, a lover. How did uh, how did he get into a fight? Well, you know, I don't know. He's kind of an outside cat. I mean, he comes in every evening and you know sleeps with me, but during the day he's outside. And I think there's this nasty cat that's roaming the neighborhood, and I think he got into a fight with that cat. I don't know. Oh, no. Um, and so you want to know how he's healing up? You want to know how he's feeling? Well, actually, he's doing really good. He had an abscess on his jaw, and I gave him some homeopathics and stuff, and that cleared up really nice. And I thought he was doing really good, and then he came in again, and he had another abscess on his jaw. On his jaw? Yeah, just right below his jaw. Like, I think it must be from claws, because he had a puncture wound on the top of his head by his ear, and I had to clean that out and clear that up, and that's healed really well. Okay, well, let's ask him what is going on, right? Like, and how you feeling? Hold on, let me get lover boy. He's feeling good. (laughs) I'm so excited to talk to you. Because I've been wanting to say a lot of things. Uh-oh. I want to, I want to perch up high. Can I have a perch up high so I can see? It almost reminds me of like a treehouse or something. 
Oh, he he likes to get on this furniture that's up there. For some reason, he feels he must not be able to get up there. So I'll clear that off. He can jump up. Where there. do you mean he, he gets on the furniture? Where? Um, like I've got a big um entertainment center, and he can get up there really high. No, he means outside. Sorry, oh, well, I wasn't here. Outside, he's got trees and how he gets on the roof all the time and stuff. What is he asking for? I think he's asking for like a perch on a tree. <laughs> it, it looks like a tree house or something. Really? I want it on that big tree near the fence. Oh, I don't really have a fence. Well, it would be on the side. It looks like there's something. Let me see what it is. He's saying the fence that's spiky. You don't know where that is? Could it be by neighbors? Well, we don't have any fence, but our neighbors has a bougainvillea plant, you know, and they're all spiky. I wonder if he's talking about the avocado tree so that he can watch. The neighbor has, like, about six cats, and he's very protective of the property, and he sits down there like, stay off my property. (laughs) How can I get Spence and Bougainvillea mixed up, though? It's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, there's no real fence. It's just a rock wall around her place, but it's a small one. I mean, it's not really even a wall. Is there a tree by the wall? But that's not, wouldn't be, would there be a tree near the wall by the Bougainvillea? Not really near it. I mean, you know, 10, 20 feet. Mom, it's on the side of the house, and it's by that spiky thing. Boy, we got bananas on one side. There's an avocado tree, but there's no spiky things. I wanted to wrap around the tree. Huh. I don't know. That's so weird. It looks like it's on the side of the house because it looks like maybe he could even get near the to the house or to the roof from it. Well, now, by our carport, there's a big tree. It's an umbrella tree that he climbs up all the time and gets onto the roof of the house. I think that's what he wants it around. But there's no um, spiky anything. Maybe the umbrella is what I'm seeing as the, as the fence. And the spiky thing is the rod of the umbrella, you think? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) The other thing I want to say. My jaw hurts, but it's not from a cat. Oh. What's it from? It looks like maybe a raccoon. They have sharp nails. I, I don't, we don't have, I live in Hawaii, we don't have raccoons. But well, the funny, you said that, my neighbor swears a cat looks like a raccoon out here. Oh, she has a cat that looks like a raccoon? She doesn't have one, but she's seen a cat in the neighborhood that looks like a raccoon. Oh, maybe it's that one then, maybe it's that cat. Maybe okay, he's I'll... trying to tell you what cat it is. No, yeah. cat is. Like the raccoon. <laughs> maybe he thinks it's a raccoon, but it's really a cat. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, I, I wonder what that is. You know, sometimes things don't make sense right away, but then, like, later on, you'll start to piece piece it together. I mean, some of the times, like, when people are like, no, that doesn't make sense, that doesn't make sense, you have to sort of see that it has to filter through me and it comes from them. So it's like, what can appear to be a fence? What can appear to be spiky? You know? Right. It really looked like, it looked almost like a uh, wrought iron fence. So that's why, I don't know. You'll just have to think about it. And if you think about it and you remember, 
call us back or email us or go to our Facebook page to let us know because <laughs> we're going to be yeah. like thinking about it going, what was it? I know. Like sometimes I do that. I'm the, or then like I worry like, oh my God, I'm not on at all. But like, I feel like I'm really getting him clear. So like, I don't, I don't feel off. Like I remember this one time, this woman was like, she this cat kept telling her that um, there was this spirit woman that was around her all the time. And I was like, saying who the woman was, you know, and she was, like, describing the woman, and the woman was like, no, I have no idea who that woman is. I have no idea, like, absolutely no idea. And then two days later, I get this email from her saying, oh, my God, that's my sister-in-law that just passed away a couple weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it, like, doesn't come to you. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't make sense right away, but then when she goes out, maybe this woman, when she goes outside and she looks around, it will make sense. Right, Yeah. Deb, thank you so much for calling us, and please, please, please keep us posted because I always want to know, like, what happened to that cat, you know? (laughs) I always wonder that sometimes after the show. So uh, let's take our next caller. Um, We have Susan um, with Grayson. So we're going to talk to Susan. Hi, Susan. Tell us what's going on with Grayson. Well, this is an ongoing saga with him and the others that we had a first-time-in-20-year flea outbreak back in December, which is kind of peculiar. But anyway, they had to be treated with Capstar and so forth. And um, just, you know, that plus stress plus everything else going on. The others have seemed to resolve fairly well, but he hasn't. And he's still suffering terribly with scabs. And he only has about half of his fur, the bottom half, like if he were walking along, the the top half of his fur is fairly intact, but he's just riddled with places where he's scratched around his neck and head, and um, and he has like no fur on the bottom half of him because it. Oh, know, poor Grayson! And so uh, what's going on for a long time? And he's the one that is so skittish um, that I just can't capture him. He, you know, he just. And so what do you need to capture him for? Do you want to take him to medication? To give him some medication to, you know, give him a jump start so he's not so miserable. And then over time, I think he'll be okay. But, you know, these chronic infections and, and skin irritations and things are really dragging him down. I mean, he's... He yeah. Looks- so, what is the, so what is the medication that you need to give him? Is it, it like, is it internal? Or is it topical? Well, the vet had prescribed, um, you know, something for the itching and then antibiotics for the skin infections and things like that. So, but it doesn't do any good if it stays in the bottle if I can't get it down him. But yeah, so it's in, it's internal, right? And, oh yeah. And and so, do you need to stick it down his throat, or you can put it in food? How do you get? Well, we've tried the food, but there's so many here that he basically is so. Um, uh, what's the word, non-confident <laughs> that um, he lets others eat all his food before he gets enough of it. So they end up getting medicated, not him. And um, he's just always been very skittish, and um, he's he's not aggressive at all, but he's just scared to death of humans, and he always has been. So... Mm-hmm. Like with raindrop that you helped before, literally overnight, um, he needs to put that feralness aside so that I can at least help him to get better. I don't expect him to be a lap cat, but I've got to be able to handle him enough to get him medicated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, hold on one moment. We're uh, getting Laura actually uh, somehow got dropped from blog right. talk. So... Um, Will you tell us, uh, I know you've been rescuing cats for a while. Um, how many uh, rescues have you? do you have right now? Well, right now there's a mixture of, um, you know, fosters and permanent mm-hmm. and transitions and stuff. But there are 11 here, all with special needs. All but oh, one special. special. I'm back. Okay, Laura. Thanks, Laura. I'm glad. Yeah, I think I got kicked off. Um, yeah. So what I was saying is that that this is a common problem for a lot of people. And so what we really want to think about is just keep imagining um, that your cat is really 
is calm. What is your Grayson? Is that the cat's name again? Yes. Yeah. So what you want to say to Grayson is you want to say to Grayson, like, I re- I know that you you must be in a lot of pain. Your back must really, really be hurting. And, like, it must be very uncomfortable to be so itchy. Yeah, I do. Yeah, day. right, good, good. So what I'm saying is, like, I'm just telling everybody what to say to an animal that has this issue because this is what I'm going to tell him. And then say to him, um, it's so important that you are brave so that I can come over to you and pet you softly and stroke you and hold you gently and then sort of picture what that would look like of you just calmly, non-threatening, like um, totally confident that he's going to be okay and just go over to you and I'm going to stick a pill down your throat so that these things can go away, so that your skin will feel better and your body will feel better and your fur will grow back and you're going to feel the healthiest that you can be. Because one of the great things that can happen with you living with a person is that I'm able to love you and take care of you and make sure that you can be the healthiest you can be. And so that's why we have doctors also to give us this wonderful medicine. And you just want to say that over and over to him, you know, just really calmly. And then you can say to him, do you know when you get really nervous and you close your mouth and your body gets stiff and you stare? That's the time when you should lick and yawn and blink your eyes to calm yourself and remember that you are loved and that we love you, and that I'm going to help you get better. And then just keep envisioning him better. Because you do not need to live itchy for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life, you want to feel the best you can in your body. And let's see what Grayson says. (laughs) What scares me is to be held tight. I don't want to be squeezed. And I don't want to be thrown in a carrier. But he doesn't have to be, right, Susan? He can, you just are just going to hold him softly, right? Well, I mean, I've been able to rub his ears, you know, that's about as much as I can reach sometimes. But he loves his ears rubbed. um, And he will come up to my fingertips for, to eat, you know, soft food off my fingers. So it's not like he's 10 feet away at all times. But, um, no. What you need to be able to do is sort of, I need him. To to him. Yeah, I need to be able to pill him. I need to be able to uh, put topical things on him if necessary, you know, in the future. I just, you know, he deserves better than just being a an arm's length cat. Exactly. And so what is that? So what you want to really picture is you want to break it down into each image. So what does it look like to be able to pill him? What it looks like, right, is for you to oh, sort just of have wrap- in front of me and I just you know pet his head and then open his mouth a little and just put the pill in like I do all the others oh good okay no it's never been a big issue with the others for some reason he just I mean he's not even the medicine he just doesn't even want contact okay so then this is also a good thing that you can tell tell him you can say do you notice how I do it with the others do you see how I do it with the others that's how I'm going to do it with you and that's what I need need you to be good for. And then you can also give the power to the others in the house, the other cats. And you can say to the other cats, Grayson is having such a hard time with this. Do you think you could help Grayson through this? So tell Grayson what it's like and tell Grayson that you feel better. Yeah, I have. I don't want her to put me in a carrier, but you're not going to put him in the carrier. You're going to stay home, Grace, and you're going to be safe. You're just going to stay at home. Yeah, he has the ability to get treated here unless it's like, you know, broken leg or something. The stuff that goes on my back, will it sting? So he's sort of thinking about like a frontliner advantage, and he's asking if that will stick. No, no, this is going to be pill form, and if anything, it would be um, that transdermal, like to put in his ears, you know, something for pain like that. But no, there shouldn't be anything that stings. 
and he's never had frontline or advantage or whatever those those um, topicals are. I trust my mom. Oh, he does. He's not acting like it, but <laughs> she really is good to us. One of the things is like you know how you say like like he's not really acting like it, and it's so like I've been in that situation where like where there's like you have to do something to an animal and they're like retreating from you and like you're like oh my gosh this is going to take forever like this is so much time and what if I don't get him and but what you want to do is you want to look for the sweetest thing for four months and you know that's just dragging him down systemically yeah that is right so you want to look to like the slightest bit of him being good, the licking, the yawning, and then I want you to like praise that, like that is the best thing in the world. If he sits for a moment while you stroke his ears, you just make that the best thing in the world. Wow, look at how brave you're being, letting me pet your ears. I'm going to pet down your back now. Wow, look how brave. Look, I'm going to pet your back so carefully, I noticed where you have pain, so I'm going to pet it so softly. Now I'm going to put the medicine in. Tell her I'll take the medicine if it doesn't give me a stomachache. It won't give him a stomachache, right? I think so. Um, you know, it's just... <laughs> it does, it'll just be a little one, but the results will be so much better. Yeah, we've got to get him turned around. He's sitting here scratching. I want to say something else. We all love my mom. She's the nicest to us. She really watches us carefully. And she's always talking to us like you are. And she shares so much of herself with us. And I'm really happy to be here. And I feel like I can do this. Maybe I'll let you get the medicine in me. (laughs) (laughs) Susan, thank you so much for calling us, and thanks for um, helping all the cats. We'll give it another try. Yeah, give us a call again. (laughs) Let us know. With so many. Yeah. That was Susan, who's also a Safe Pet Haven, um, who's in our chat room, and you can ask her more about Grayson in there, and she takes care of all the cats. Um, our next, what's next, what's next? Oh, now it's time for our weekly check-in with Marley's Mutts. Yay. Let's see uh, if I can get that going here. Zach from Marley's Mutts. Hi. What's up, gang? Hey, Zach. How you guys doing? We're great. Can you guys so, hear me okay? I got you on speakerphone. Yeah, yes. we can hear you pretty good, right? I I can hear. Yeah. Great. So, Zach, uh, we're going to talk to one of my favorites today, Charlotte. Um, I've seen all the pictures and the posts on marleysmuts.com or facebook.com marleysmuts dog rescue of her bath and her returning from the vet and all that. So fill us in. She's clearly disappointed that you didn't adopt her eye and and she's uh, (laughs) stewing. (laughs) I hope not. I really want to take her, but I'm trying to, you know, limit my animals right now at the moment. I know that makes sense. I'm just giving you a hard time. (laughs) I went to... I have five animals. Come on, I. (laughs) I know. I know. You guys, I'll give you a kind of a refresher course on Charlotte, but um, she came from a drug bust in Bakersfield, um, spent several weeks at the animal shelter while she was um, on a hold until the the legal situation could get remedied. Um, then she came up here with her brother, who's Delbert, and she did great. She blended in with the pack extremely well. She did well with all of our – we have a couple of female dogs at the time, Ginger and Nora, who are both smaller, so it was great that she did well with them. We also had several big dogs bigger than her that she did well with, um, Moses, who's a very large bloodhound, Blue. Uh, and then I went to a pet conference. It's called the Pet Industry Joint Advisory Council Conference up in San Francisco, uh, actually in Napa. And 
when I was gone, I was gone for five days, five or six days, and uh, for some reason, Baru and Charlotte, you know, had after each other. It was all provoked by Charlotte. Um, again, I wasn't there, so I'm sure there was a lot of body language that kind of led up to the incident, but, I, you know, I wasn't here to see it, and my, my mom and uh, my neighbor were taking care of the, the mutts, so they're not quite as proficient in doggy body language. So I don't really know what may have um, been the catalyst behind all of this, but I suspect that she, it, it's a hormonal issue. She was, we spayed her recently, uh, about 10 days ago. Um, and she also, you can tell she's kind of going through some sort of heat, even though she's been spayed. Um, and then also having had puppies definitely recently, uh, because she's still kind of saggy. She's not engorged or anything, but, uh, so all of those factors, I think there must have kind of been something that shifted in her, some kind of biological change, because it's a very – now having the two of them near each other, Baloo is fine. I mean, he's as cool as the other side of the pillow, but but Charlotte's got a very deep drive to uh, confront Baloo, which is not smart, because Baloo will could potentially Wait. rip her head off, you know? Okay. Okay. Oh, I don't like to hear that about Charlotte. I know. So let's see what's going on with her. Let me get my friend. Hold on. I've been really sad about it myself. I mean, Zach, I missed you. You can't just leave like that. You, like, need you here. When you're gone, everything goes crazy. I mean, nothing makes sense. And I'm like, ow, my thigh hurts. And it's like pulling at me really bad. And Blue kept looking at me. And he kept looking at me. And I just wanted to say, leave me alone. I'm not really mad at him. I'm just, like, irritated every time I see him. I'm like, but why are you going crazy on him, Charlotte? Why don't you just walk away? Hard to walk away because my body tells me not to. My body says you're bad. And I try and lick and look away, and I get nauseous. I'm just nauseous a lot. And I feel really dizzy. Is she on meds now? No, she's not. She's She finished her medication. She was on, uh, we were giving her eye drops for um, some disruption she had in her eyes. Could have been allergy-related. And um, she took some antibiotics for her, just a, Typical upper respiratory infection that almost all dogs that come from the shelter have. So she hasn't been on meds for over a week. And when did the fight, when did it take place? Just a few days ago? Um, no, it was probably a week ago. Um, let's see, today's Thursday. It was probably, yeah, it was probably last Thursday when I was gone. I was gone from Tuesday to Sunday. <clears throat> I think she, it happened on, on like Thursday or Friday, something like that. She says she's still nauseous. Huh. I'm, I'm She's got a good not. appetite. She's eating well. Um, we did some some kind of uh, positive reinforcement treat training yesterday with her, which I usually don't do because I don't like to uh, overfeed them or have too much stimulus via food involved. Yeah. <clears throat> but she seemed to respond pretty well to that yesterday. Uh, the, the interesting thing is she's she's never been dominant, um, and she's she's trying to hump. Um, everybody, including her brother, which, again, makes me think it's kind of hormonal um, because she's never exhibited signs of dominance. She's never tried to posture herself over another dog or um, or present herself in that manner. She's just kind of been happy-go-lucky. And, and the only thing that's changed is she was spayed. And, um, you know, I was away, obviously, but she was spayed. And, and that's created – her normal body language isn't any different when you're when there's just humans around or if people come – say hi to her, kids, you know, anything like that. It's all normal. It's just when other dogs, especially of similar size, um, are around, 
she she goes into and I'm not even so sure it's it's dominant. It does seem like a like a default um a default mode, like like you were just referring to, like her brain, she can't stop herself. You know, it's just a, a typical like humping behavior. Yeah, and she's complaining about like a cramping on the left side of her groin. <clears throat> well, she had a pretty good space scar. Um, she's also had a lot of complications. I mean, both she was obviously she was used for breeding um, at this operation that was busted. And um, she's obviously had – she's pretty young, and she's obviously had several litters, so she's probably been pregnant the majority of her life. And uh, I can only imagine – I mean, I'm not a woman, so I can't relate, but I can only imagine what kind of hormonal confusion she must be going through um, when she's used to being pregnant and and that kind of hormonal, having those parts of her body working, and then to have her uterus essentially removed with spay. She's uh, – you know, her body chemistry's drastically changed, so she's figuring, kind of figuring herself out. Yeah, she says that she feels like she's overstimulated, and that can Zach and I go away together. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I took her, I, I, the first day I got back, I spent the whole day with her, and she really enjoyed it. We went to Starbucks. Oh, you did? Oh, so that's what she wants. Was it just the two of you together? Yeah. <laughs> hand in Hand and paw. <laughs> yeah, we like to go to Starbucks because there's functional internet. Um, yeah, and uh, there's a, it's like a hub of of our small small town. Starbucks is the place to be, so uh, we go and and um, you know let her interact with other people and and we uh, don't hit on girls. So, Rock, I wonder if um if she uh, when she's at home, are there lots of dogs around? Or we don't have that many. Uh, Charlotte or Ginger got adopted. Nora got adopted. Butch and Sundance both got adopted. Uh, right before I left, we had like seven adoptions. So there are very few. It's only Baloo, Delbert, who is her brother, and Charlotte at my house right now. Uh, up at my dad's house, which is up the street where I am right now, we have uh, six others. But she doesn't interact with them very often. But the thing with Baloo is he's always in my space. She doesn't see him very often. I mean, they're they're at the. I have her in the backyard and Baloo in the house uh, because she she is very insistent. She. I mean, we need to spend an entire day with two people, um, getting her accustomed to Baloo's presence and really telling her no. Or we just need to kind of uh, put things on pause for a little while and let her body calm down because she has. I this, think that's. I would do and just let her rest and just let her sort of um, maybe it's well, the, the thing that scare, that doesn't scare me but the thing that's troubling is that she's very we look for eye contact with dogs when they're making eye contact with you it's a good sign uh, it kind of uh, reinforces your role as a pack leader you know when they're consistently making eye contact with you looking for their next move and she does that all the time with me uh, but I don't want, being that she has to be adopted, I don't want all of her her confidence and all of her allegiance to lie with me. You know, I need her to Which, be able to, to get comfortable without me and, and on her own. But um, but then again, she's been through a tremendous amount of, of just trials and tribulations over the last several weeks. I mean, she's gone from a breeding operation to an animal shelter to my place to... You know, we took road trips out to go see you guys, and, and so she's been bouncing all over the place. There's no real consistent pattern. Um, so, so I think maybe you're right. We just need to give her a you know what also I, You know what also I tell people a lot with, like, rescue dogs is that it's really common to see, um, and you might you probably know this already, but it's, it's really common to see aggression in dogs that are not normally aggressive because what can happen is that once they're rescued and they feel like they're in a really safe place in a safe environment, then their mind can kind of go and start to process their old life and process everything they've been through. And that's a really confusing time for them because then they have all these, like, memories that are coming up and um, and she also just had all these surgeries. And the brain actually does, like, this crash and it's very often you can see them a little bit more testy or a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. And I say yeah. to just 
let them sort of be, let them sleep more, and more often than not, they do come out the other side without any of the aggression. And that might be part of what's happening to her. Like her body is changing, her mind is sort of, and maybe that's the nausea, is that her mind is sort of trying to work this stuff out. And yeah, that, that could be for sure. Um, yeah. She's got, we, we see this behavior all the time in, in pit bulls with high prey drive. Um, we see this kind of, and not just pit bulls, we see this kind of bloodlust that will happen once there's an altercation. They kind of never forget it um, because we have a pack oriented rescue operation that makes things difficult and has in the past where we have these this one dog that will not forget that he's had an altercation with this other dog so every time they see each other there's this um i you know i see red kind of um reaction and i would have never pegged her to be that type of a dog because she just none of her other mannerisms including her um or she usually you can see a prey drive uh, evident in how they deal with very small dogs or even cats and she seems to be incredibly playful and just very happy-go-lucky. So this is such a 180 um, departure from her norm, normal behavior. So, Laura, what is uh, what's Charlotte's comment on that? I want to get better, and I want to be friends with Lulu. I'm not that kind of dog. I'm going to try really hard. I'm telling her, too, that she has to raise her consciousness, that right now she's fighting against an instinct or an old memory, and that she needs to raise her consciousness and get over it. I'm really smart. I can do it. I want to be predictable. And I want to be friends. All right, then you better show them and work harder, Charlotte. That's what I'm saying. Let's put her on timeout. I'm sending her to to bed with no dessert tonight. (laughs) Is she up for adoption now? She is. uh, We got her staples out. She had her spay scar stapled together because her skin was very thick, Mm -hmm. which also could be from constantly swelling and and then contracting and swelling from like Mm -hmm. repetitively being pregnant. Um, So yeah, she's up for adoption. She just I don't feel comfortable. Adopting her until I can really diagnose and put her in in countless other situations. Um, right. So she'll probably head out with me today. Um, we got a new rescue vehicle. We got the Motor City Marley's Mutsmobile. <laughs> so we have awesome. a very much more dog friendly vehicle, which is spectacular. That's rather than great. schlepping dogs around in my pickup truck with uh, extended cabs. Yeah. So the awesome. next time you see me, hopefully we'll have the whole um, Marley's Mutts like kind of body wrap. You know, so this is real ostentatious, <laughs> ridiculous, like, picture of doggies and our logo and stuff. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, you can check out Charlotte at com and Facebook.com slash Marley's Mutts Dog Rescue, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I almost well, wonder if there's any more information we can glean from her um, or if I can ask any more, any other questions. Um, any other, let me, one more thing. Do you guys have a second? Uh, one more break. one more second. Go. Okay, I had a question about her relationship with Delbert. Is there any any way we can kind of ask her what their relationship was? Yeah. Didn't she say already? She said that didn't she say that he was her her uh lover once before, I thought. Um yeah, I can't remember, to be perfectly honest. I was just wondering because her interaction with him yesterday was different than it normally is. It's usually very friendly. And she had another, like, dominant spell with him, which was not – it was interesting. So I uh, I just figured I'd ask. He was someone who bred with me. But I was friends with him. That's good. We hung out a lot together. But he's not just my brother. The thing that I want to say, I'm just cranky because my groin is hurting. And every time I think about it, I get sick. She does have a pretty, you know, despite being spayed, you expect... um, really no cycle to happen as a dog you spay them and you kind of avoid a cycle you know typical female dog cycle and 
her her vulva, her whole her area is quite you know, typical of a dog that's not been spayed. So I think she's her body is struggling with some some issues right now as far as like the timing of her spay. Um, so she definitely could be having some some very awkward, no, uncomfortable. Um, so I think we'll just give her a break for a week. What do you think? Hormone levels. They might be able to affect her hormone levels. Can't what we just think? do that by like putting uh, like peanut butter and ice cream in front of her? <laughs> Get out. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you know. Somebody laughed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sympathy um, laughter. No, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, um, I think we'll just have to give her a break for the next like week to yeah. kind of have her take it easy. She can spend some time with me, and um, we'll just go from there. Yeah, let us know next week, and then um, maybe we can also talk to Delbert uh, about them, about their relationship mm-hmm. and stuff next week. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, Delbert. Um, Delbert is a stud. He's my new, my new boy. You, if people, if you guys want to see a, a typical Marley's Mutt, go to marleysmutt.com or go to our Facebook, and you can. They're just so. I have pictures posted of him like he's my, like he's my new child. That's awesome. Well, thanks Zach again for being thanks, on our Zach. weekly segment with marleysmutt.com, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks. Hi. Right, thanks, Laura. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Again, that's uh, Zach Scow from marleysmutt.com. You can also go to their Facebook page, facebook.com slash marleysmuttdogrescue. And you, you know can what? see I think all those animals. It's marleysmuttdogrescue.com. I think it might be both. <laughs> we should probably know that. <laughs> I know. Nice. Yeah. Okay, Um, unfortunately, we have started to run out of time, so I think we're going to have to go straight into Words of Wisdom by Storm King and Friends. Did Storm King know uh, Mr. Squirrely well? He did know Mr. Squirrely well. Does he have anything to say about Mr. Squirrely before we put Mr. Squirrely on? Mommy, do you want to say anything about Mr. Squirrely and Mr. Squirrely's death? Just that he was a good friend and I didn't think he'd die before me. Aw. Why, I don't want you to go. Also, the tree is empty without him. Stormy told me this morning that um, that when he comes onto the property, like when Stormy gets out of the car, mm-hmm. it feels strange because Mr. Squirrel is not there watching. Oh. I know. <laughs> Okay, Mr. Squirrely, you're on for words of wisdom. Okay, Mr. Squirrely. I just want everyone to know I think that it's great that squirrels are the center of attention today. I think that everyone should realize that squirrels have a consciousness and that what my friend taught me is that if you listen to one another, there's always something to learn. And and you might find a friend where you never thought there was one. And heaven's not a bad place. It's the kind of place that makes you feel safe. And when the wind blew that day, I thought this is a good place to die. And you know what? I wanted to die on my friend's property because I knew that she loved me. And I loved that. And I saw where she buried me. And I'm just really glad for it. There's a lot of animals buried there. So funny because yeah. I have like a postage stamp backyard and I've got two owls, Mr. Squirrely, a bunch of morning doves. Good luck to the funny. people who buy your house next. <laughs> I know. They're going to be like making a new garden in the back and like all these bones are going to come out. Well, I just ordered Mr. Squirrely and, uh, and Boomer the Bunny tombstones. No, <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Squirrely. We miss you. We miss you, Mr. Squirrely. 
Well, uh, tune in next week, next week um, here on the Pet Psychic Radio Show to talk to the animals. Until you can go, until then, you can go to the petpsychic.com for more tips on animal communication, as well as private consultations with Laura. You can like us on the Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash petpsychicradio, and we'll see you all next week. Talk to the animals. Talk to the animals. She can talk to the animals.